0: It's that time, the betting predators podcast, where main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sleepy J underscore pregame joined here by the football fanatics. I got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Book the assassin pregame hitman. You guys get him at hitman428. And I also have stats and information guru, Dan Rivera. You guys get him at Dan Rivera 228. Also have Mackenzie Rivers on the podcast and Jay Smooth, Christel will be off this weekend. He had some commitments, and Bernie Frato will go ahead and give us a Super Bowl pick next week. Bernie's off for this week. But with that said, guys, it is championship Sunday here. We got the Bucks at the Packers, Bills at the Chiefs. I'm going to go ahead and start it out with my Green Bay Packers. They'll be at home hosting the Bucks. Packers going to be minus three. Uh, there is some juice attached here. I even see some minus three and a halfs there at some of the, uh, I guess you could call them the square shops, a total of 51. Uncle Dave, I'll start out with you, Bucks Packers. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I'm not going to jump on your Packers, Sleepy. Uh, I can't do it. And believe me when I tell you that as a New England fan, probably not a whole lot would make me happier than just see Tampa Bay get beaten. But, you know, one of the two teams that beat the Packers was the Bucks, And, yeah, you know, revenge. Yeah, revenge. Yeah, it's going to be cold in Green Bay. Well, you know, that's all factored in. You know, I think they either win this game or, or it's close at the end. I mean, I just can't see a Brady-led team getting their ass beat. And, you know, I'm big-time anti-recency bias. But I do know what I saw with that Bucks defense last week, and they looked pretty damn good. And, you know, although Brees couldn't throw the ball or wouldn't throw the ball downfield, and Rogers can, you know, the Bucks defense is playing with confidence, and, and I think that's important. Brady didn't have his A game, but he's 43. And, you know, to me, his B game and his decision-making – are just better than anyone else. And, you know, of course, we know he has the weapons and it's going to be called as it's, it's called on both sides, you know, that you'd say what you want. And, you know, for me, I, I mean, I bet Tampa Bay at plus four and, and I just don't see a blowout here, period. You know, the Bucs didn't lose a game by more than a field goal all season, uh, except for the losses to the Saints. And if it was ever possible that a Brady led team could be undervalued, I think this could be it. So I actually uh, I do like Tampa Bay here.
0: All right, Uncle Dave going to go against my Packers. How about you, Hitman? How are you feeling about the Bucks and Packers?
2: So last week I went on a, a little bit of a rant just saying, you know what, guys, you don't got to bet the board on every single game, every single playoff game, because for the most part, these lines are pretty efficient. And I make this line around three, three and a half. So, I mean, I, I do have a gun to head lean to the Packers, but I'm very likely not going to be betting this game pre-flop. But uh, one way I think that you can attack this game is in live betting, and that's the way that I'm planning on attacking. And one of the angles that I'm looking at, at least initially, is uh, um, maybe look for the Packers in the first quarter, and then look, once the Packers get a lead, to be looking Bucks live. And the reason for that is the Packers under Matt LaFleur, and you know this, Sleepy, they've been excellent in their first 15 plays game script. Even last year when they were a fraudulent 13-3 and team, that's the one thing that they really could do great is get off to early, early good starts. And Tampa, on the other hand, is one of the worst teams in the NFL at getting off to hot starts offensively. So we can presume that Green Bay gets off to a decent start. And then if that does happen, the Packers' EPA per play defensively is significantly worse when they are up. I believe it's uh, 10 points or more. It might be seven though, seven to 10 points or more. And if that happens, you have the Bucks that they're used to coming from behind because of how many slow starts they've had. We have a Packers defense that gets into prevent mode pretty early and a lot earlier than they should be getting into prevent mode. So I think that we wait for the Packers to get a lead. And then we say, you know what, Brady, he's not flustered by these situations. I think he could throw him back into it. And we look to get a good price on uh, Tampa Bay live.
0: All right. Good stuff from the Hitman on that. Uh, For me, you know, I hope that the Packers win. That's my team. But if I had to pick, you know, the next team to go in and win it, it would be Tampa Bay just because I want to see the story unfold. And I don't want, you know, I don't want to see Brady kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say this would be a failure if they lose this game, um, but he came to Tampa Bay for a reason. I think that that reason was to go ahead and win a Super Bowl, you know, m- within two years. And the fact that he has a chance to do it this year, and, you know, I'm a, I am respect greatness, and uh, that would be the reason why I don't feel, you know, super bad if the, if the Packers do end up, you know, losing this game. Uh, for me, I, I lean to the over here. With both teams, you know, I think the Packers' defense is far more real than the Buccaneers. We've seen the Buccaneers at times this year, you know, give up a ton of yardage, especially in the passing game. And you're right, Hitman. You know, one thing about Green Bay, um, they will script plays. And when they have, you know, their stuff scripted out, uh, I don't think there's a a better quarterback in this league when it comes to timing. And I think we saw that last week with Rodgers. When he and his receivers can get on the same page and everything's timed out and scripted out, you know, you can't stop them. And it doesn't matter if you have Ramsey back there. It doesn't matter if you have Aaron Donald. Uh, I think that Rams defense is better than this Bucks defense. I know the Bucks defense, you know, that they played well last week. But, again, at times we've seen that pass defense struggle. And it doesn't take, you know, but a red-hot quarterback, somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who, uh, let's face it, he's the MVP of the league right now, um, you know, to go ahead and do some damage. So uh, I'll lean to the over. I think the Buccaneers, one way or another, will break through because of the wide receiver core that they have and the tight ends that they have, um, it might just be a little bit too much for Green Bay to, you know, go ahead and concentrate like, Oh, we got to stop this guy or stop that guy. I don't know how you game plan to go ahead and stop the Bucks offense. I guess I'm, i worried about Green Bay just because I'm a Green Bay fan. So I am worried um, if this goes to three and a half uh, which you can find some out there, but I think, you know, if I had the opportunity to bet three and a half, I would take the Bucks, uh plus the three and a half. That's what I would do in that one. Dan, you have any thoughts on uh, the Buccaneers and the Packers?
2: No, we're pretty much at the point in the year where I just watch these games and don't bet and just enjoy the entertainment.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I know that the hitman and and Dave would agree, you know, that these, these games are tough to bet, period, when it gets to these lines, that they are very, very sharp. And if you do have, you know, somewhat of an advantage or a line, you know, some line value, Um, You got to get you got to get to it early. You know, the hitman was talking before the podcast about some of the wagers that he got a hold of. And he was like, you know, they were around for like 10 minutes and that was it. And they were they were they were gone. And then you're stuck with, you know, sitting on two games that are lined at three. And it's like, well, you know, like, what the hell do I do? Um, These lines do get sharp. And, you know, even the Super Bowl line will be sharp. A lot of these playoff lines are sharp. As I had mentioned, Chris doesn't have anything. McKenzie does have a total here, a best bet for you guys. Let's go ahead and see what Mackenzie has to say.
3: For my best bet this week's sleep, I'm going to go in the NFC Championship game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers are going to go over 50-and-a-half. Now, since week 12, since the bye week, the Bucs and the Packers, since that and over that time period, including the playoffs, have by far the best offenses. We look at that, their expected points added, other measures, points per game, I just think it's clear the Packers and Bucks the last 2 months have had the best offenses. So, instead of telling you why I think the game's going to go over, I'm going to debunk the reasons you might hear why the game will go under. Number 1, well the Packers want to run the ball. The Packers and the Bucks, they want to run the ball. They want to keep the ball out of the hands of the other opposition. That's true. Both of them want to establish the run. But they don't want to do it for the reason you're thinking. They don't, unlike the Browns, they don't want to shorten the length of the game thinking their offense has no chance to match point for point with the superior offense. That's not why they run the ball. The Packers run the ball to destroy you, to get you to commit to a defense that Aaron Rodgers has no problem breezing by. Trent Dilfer spoke about this on The Herd very eloquently. When you get everyone bunched up and you get someone trying to avoid a block when they really should be defending a guy, that's how Alan Lazard breaks out for not one but two wide open, what could have been, 50 60 yard touchdowns only caught one of them but very easily could have caught both in fact look at the packers last week against the number one defense in the league they really should have put up about 40 points they had two drop touchdown passes and they ended the ball first and goal kneeling it out so that's pretty impressive but the bucks reason number two that i will debunk so number one packers bucks want to run the ball i say yes but that will lead to a ton of points. It usually does. Oh, I forgot to mention this. The Packers have actually gone against top 10 rush defenses like the Buccaneers are. They're actually number one by DVOA seven times this season. Those games have gone 5-2 and two in the over. And obviously the Packers in that first matchup got blown out by the Bucs, lost by 28. But in the other six matches, they won and covered all six, including last week against the Rams. So they're 6-1 ATS when facing a top 10 rush defense. Yes, Matt LaFleur's identity is to get Aaron Jones going and make, the, make thirds more, third and down more manageable. But don't get it twisted. It's not anathema to putting up big points. They've done that. And they're going to do that against the Bucks, Despite the top five defense, according to DVOA, I don't think it's nearly that good. Not lately. Washington, with the rookie quarterback, put up 23 on them. The Falcons, twice, had far above average offensive performances – down the stretch and obviously the chiefs they only end up scoring 27 points but they had i believe 20 in the first half now this is why i think the number is really so low the cold weather everyone has in their mind that raiders patriots 16 to 13 snow game that some people think as as identifiable as a weather game but i think this game is much more like those 2018 AFC championship game, 38-31, the Patriots beat the Chiefs. It's cold, but it's still. There's no wind. There might be some participation, some snow flurries, but it's not going to be any buildup. It's going to be a perfect football January. And if you go through pro football reference, which I did, and you filter by games under 28 degrees in the playoffs, there's been about 100 of them, 54% to the over. Now that's going to include the Patriots Raiders' 16-13 Sixteen to thirteen snow battle. That's gonna include any, you know, torrential downpour blizzard that was on, on a cold night. This is just a peaceful, still cold night, and as we've seen, even including those games, over playoff history that has usually tended towards the over. All right, so those are the three reasons why they're not why the under is not a good play. The Packers want to run the ball, but that actually leads to more points. The Bucks have a top five defense, but not so great lately. The cold weather has actually led to more overs in playoff history. Now, this is a bonus one, bonus little fourth reason that I can't exactly explain to you, but at some point the numbers are too strong to ignore. Later in the season, games closely lined, so less than four points the favorites favored by, tend to go over to a ridiculous amount. If you just look at games lined three, three and a half, or four, In playoff history, 60% to the over, plus four margin. Playoff history, any game lined, three, three and a half, or four. This game obviously right in that corridor. And if you just eliminate the first couple rounds and you just look at conference championships and Super Bowl play, 17 overs, only seven unders, going over by almost a touchdown per game. I can't exactly tell you why close games so likely go over about 60% of the time in the playoffs throughout playoff history. If I had to venture a guess, it would be because a team like the Buccaneers knows they're going to have to have some splash plays, some surprise plays. They're going to have to take some risks. But it's not such a favorite where the Packers are thinking, you know, let's lower the variability. Let's, you know, try to take the air out of the ball. So you get those two factors. You get an underdog significant enough to try to take risks and push the pace, and a, favored, a favorite not favored enough to try to kill the game and kill scoring. For all those reasons, and probably a little more, I'll think, before a Sunday, I love this play. I'm going over 51 in the NFC Championship game.
0: All right, guys, there's Mackenzie Rivers. He's going to go ahead and take the over in this one as well. I like to hear that. I agree with Mackenzie Rivers on that one. Let's jump over to the Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs going to be minus 3. Total 54. We have a best bet here from Jay Smoove. I'll save that for a minute. Uh, As of today, we heard that Patrick Mahomes is still on the concussion protocol, but he was, I guess, a full participant in practice. I didn't know that you were even allowed to practice if you were in the concussion protocol, but everything seems to be pointing, at least in the positive, for Mahomes to go ahead and play. So, Hitman, I'll let you go ahead and start out with this one. Chiefs minus three, total 54. Bills at Chiefs. What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, so obviously I've been doing a lot of research, uh, reading all the doc, the doctors, at least the Twitter doctors. Uh, David Chow is really good with this stuff, former Chargers uh, team doctor. And everything that I've read from beat writers to the, the doctors, reporters, it's really indicating that Mahomes is going to play. And the market is telling you that they're confident with about like a 90% certainty that Mahomes is going to play. Because if he doesn't play, the Bills are going to be favored by six or seven. So with the line minus three right now, they're essentially telling you 90% chance Mahomes plays. And I think that you attack it now. And I'm confident in a lot of the information. I think that the Chiefs minus three, we're going to see that line go up to four. And I think the over as well that's sitting at fifty three and a half, fifty four right now. I think that that's going to go up to maybe the fifty five and a half, fifty six range. So I think that if you're confident on Mahomes playing, which I am, you get that early number. You don't wait until he's ruled in and then you have to lay minus four and play over fifty six. I say you you grab it now. And you know what? If it's not if he does surprisingly get ruled out then that, that's why they call it gambling. And I know it's going to suck to have a terrible number, but in in this case, I think that the risk is worth the reward of looking chiefs and looking over. So, hey,
0: man, I do have a question for you. Not sure if you know the answer to this one. We know that there's a ton of money bet in these particular games. Like if you're talking volume, uh, these two games have, you know, probably the second most volume going to, you know, the Super Bowl. But I wonder when, you know, you have a, a, a quarterback to magnitude of Mahomes, if the books are probably limiting, you know, the amount of action that they're taking in right now uh, for this particular game, because of the uncertainty of Mahomes, I'm guessing if you can get down, let's just say you can get a million dollar bet down on that Packers game, I'm willing to bet that that same book who took that bet uh, probably won't take a million dollar bet within that Chiefs game just because of you know, the the uncertainty right now of Mahomes. Have you heard of any books kind of lowering their limits or limiting players to what they could put down on that Bills-Chiefs game?
2: Yeah, so th- that's a great point, Sleepy. So th- these shops, they're going to put out a line on it, but what what they're scared of is that somebody's going to get access to this information before them and hit them for a really big bet. So that's why you're going to see the limits lower on the Chiefs game and the Packers game until we have confirmation on the homes. I'll give you an example, bet online, a book that I always praise because they will take good limits on games. Unlike so many of these other domestic, domestic shops, which are limiting sharp players to pennies. And right now I'm looking at the limit on bet online and you could bet 50,000 on the Packers or bucks and the Chiefs game is at 20,000. So that's forty percent of what the the normal limit would be, and I I feel like that's the same at all books. They're not going to get hit on somebody. Oh, you know, somebody finds out the news and then hits them for a six figure bet, and now they have that liability at their book. So yeah, until we get confirmation on that, we're we're going to see these limits at each shop are going to be smaller than the uh, the NFC Championship game.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I'm not sure. Where do you think this line goes? Let's say Mahomes is out. Where was it? Where will this line end
2: up being here? So, online had the opener at Buffalo plus five and a half. This is while the Chiefs game was going on against the Browns. The, that line I thought was off, and it, the the Bills did take some money. And I believe right before the Mahomes injury, the the side was Buffalo plus four, and the total was 56. So I think that that's about where you're going to see it close if Mahomes does play. And if Mahomes does surprisingly get ruled out, then I think we're probably going to see a Buffalo minus six, minus seven range. And the total would probably be around 50, I would guess. Okay.
0: That seems like uh, some pretty big swings with obviously Mahomes being worth you know more to the of the line than than any other player in the league right now
2: it, exactly but it also like i was saying earlier this shows you what the market thinks about mahomes availability if the market was 50 50 on if mahomes is going to play or not we'd maybe be seeing a pick on line right now but with the chiefs being minus three right now that, that's implying that the market believes there's about a 90 percent chance that we're going to see mahomes out there
0: yeah 100 percent. that's the perfect way to put it how about you, Uncle Dave? How you th- feeling about that Bills Chiefs game?
1: Well, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm I'm not going to play a side uh, and try to handicap the game, not knowing if Mahomes is going to play. I mean, you know, we all kind of concur that in all likelihood he will. Uh, but uh, you know what I did do was I took uh, the Kansas City money line. I got it. I think I got it at 135, and I did that basically. Because I could, because, uh, you know, if Mahomes doesn't play, then I obviously have to deal with it. But assuming that he does and this line goes up to three and a half or four, even then I'll just take the bills plus the points and, and try to middle. But really, you know, I think, yeah, you know, I'm kind of looking at props here a little bit sleepy. I mean, you have to kind of know how the game's going to play out. And, you know, we talked about this last night and, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of looking at, at Travis Kelsey props. Um, I'm looking at him over. You know, right now his receptions, I think, is seven and a half. I would love to find a seven. Haven't had time to look. Um, you know, but Buffalo against tight ends uh, is just not not solid at all. I think they gave up the second most reception and the second most yards uh, behind only the Jets in the league. So, you know, teams have some respect for White and Norman back there. But, you know, they, they get beat by the tight ends and, you know, that may seem like a lot, but, you know, how this game's going to play out, we don't know, but I know it's not going to play out like the last two, the last time these two teams played when when Kansas City ran for, I believe, 200-and-some-odd yards and Hilaire ran for 160. Well, he's not playing. They also held the ball for 37 minutes, and that's just not going to happen again. You know, I know that's a big number for Kelsey, but I think nine of the last ten games he's had eight or more receptions and, and double digits of targets. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at, at Kelsey – I'm trying to figure out what to make of Josh Allen props. You know, you sit there and I look at him and his his completions over twenty six and a half plus one ten, under twenty six and a half minus one thirty seven. I mean, that's a that's a big ask, and you know I'll let I'll, I'll Hitman speak to that. But then I look at at Josh Allen. You know, this one this one kind of surprised me. You know, we talk about props being juiced all the time. Josh Allen TD passes two and a half over. Plus 145 under minus 182, and sometimes those props will tell you how they think the game's going to play out. I mean, you know, well, how many times did the Bills run last week? Not many, um, like with third least, fourth least yards ever in a in a playoff game. You know, they're not going to do that again either. So, you know, I honestly don't know, but those are the those are the things I'm looking at right now, Sleepy.
0: You know, you brought up a good point, and really, one of the only points that I wanted to make on this podcast. You know, for me, without, you know, without Mahomes being in there, I don't think you can, you can bet the side of the total right now uh, and have like, you know, a lot of confidence in that uh, because if he does play and you're on the wrong side, you're in deep crap. But for me, you, you mentioned that the Bills, you know, that they didn't run last week, Uncle Dave. And I think if they keep that same formula, you know, they're going to put themselves, they're going to paint themselves in a corner where, you know, just go back to last week. You know, if the, if the Chiefs are going to watch that game film, they'll be like, all right, they're throwing here, they're throwing there, throwing here. Are we, do we even have to worry about the running back? I think you'll probably see the Bills come out maybe on the first drive and look like they're going to run that same offense. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they go and they turn the ball, um, you know, to, to Devin Singletary uh, a little bit more than, than you know, what they did last week, but maybe more than than people would expect. I understand the game script could get, let's just say, it might get a little out of control, but, you know, I wonder if the Chiefs are going to go ahead and they're going to – one Mahomes' toe is what worries me more than than his concussion, but, you know, he, he it seems like if you watched him last week, you know, he was a little bit hobbled running, and then if he's walking around with a concussion, um, if he takes one good lick, you know, they're going to worry about him. If he takes one, you know, good shot on that foot – you know they're going to worry about him so i wonder how much he actually drops back and throws in this game and if the chiefs actually rely on running the ball a decent amount in this game too so um i think the bills will will try to confuse kansas city and do you know a lot more running than they did last week there's no way they can go into into this week and have that same let's just throw the ball and try to beat kansas city i don't think that that's going to work i think you have to be you know a good well-rounded football team you know within the pass within the run and on the defensive side in order to win these particular type of games. So uh, I would lean slightly to the under, but I'm going to look more at some of the player props for the running backs uh, because I feel like I might get some value, um, you know, with how the Bills played last week and the Mahomes injury. I'm going to take some time and think about that. I'm thinking of waiting on, on the Chiefs running back stuff until they actually say that Mahomes is going to play because then I feel like those numbers will drop and that's probably really all I'll do with that game. Um, how about you, Dan? You got any thoughts on the Bills and Chiefs?
2: I do. I like Chiefs here at minus three just because you guys pretty much nailed everything on the head. I do agree with it. Man, it's going to go up when Mahomes does get confirmed he's going to play. But the reason why I like the Chiefs here is because I don't trust this Bills defense. They've been somewhat lucky to me. The Bills have allowed 11 opponent drives inside their own 30 hard line. The result is 27 points with three missed field goals and four turnovers. That is unsustainable to me. That's not going to happen here with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to score here, and I think they're going to cover the minus three. But this Bills defense has not
4: been that good. They've been more lucky.
0: All right. Well, you saw a solid take there from Dan Rivera. Let's go ahead and jump over to Jay Smoove's best bet and see what he has.
4: For the championship week, my best bet will be Bills plus three or plus three and a half over the Chiefs this should be a very tough matchup with the top two offenses and very similar defenses up against each other. So I think the deciding factor could come down to which team can win the turnover battle. And I think the Bills have the edge as their defense is ranked second in takeaways, while the Chiefs are ranked 23rd with only eight takeaways all season. Now, when these teams played back in October, it seemed like the Bills were more impacted by the bad weather as it was their worst statistical game of the season but I expect them to be more prepared if they're similar conditions and they have more of a reliable running game to depend on to help move the ball up and down the field while they look to get comfortable with their explosive passing game. Also, since the playoffs started, the Bills aren't holding anything back and Josh Allen has been used more as a runner as well. Now, during the regular season, he ran the ball only 6.3 times per game. And in the two playoff games, so far, he's ran the ball nine times per game. Now, I do consider the Chiefs a little bit lucky to come away with the win last week in the divisional round against the Browns. The Rashard Higgins fumble out of the end zone turned out to be the deciding factor of that game, and the officials had admitted that they should have called targeting on the hit that caused the fumble. But even before that game, the Chiefs had been barely getting by for weeks as they haven't covered a spread in nine straight games and while eight of those games being one possession compared to the Bills who covered the spread in seven of their last eight games. I do think the Bills are a slightly better team, and I have them being the favorite in this matchup, so I'll gladly take the three points, and I think you'll be able to get anywhere from 3.5, maybe up to 4.5, closer to game time, because I do not think Patrick Mahomes will miss this one. So once he's officially announced that he's playing, I think money will be coming in on the Chiefs. That will give you the better number to take for the game.
0: All right, guys, there's Jay Smoove. He's going to go ahead. He's going to take the Bills. I know Smoove has liked the way that they've been playing football. So Smoove will be on the Bills for this game. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up, guys. We'll have an extended uh, break after this. Obviously, we'll have two weeks off before the Super Bowl. But we will have, I'm guessing,